So imagine being raised in a house where mom and dad are both home all day, every day. And mom is your primary teacher because she can be. She's smart. She loves homeschooling. So she does it. And your dad is a very flexible schedule, internet-based entrepreneur earning multiple streams of income. So you're raised hearing conversations about social media and five-figure, six-figure days, sales days. That's just normal conversational banter. What happens after 15 years if you're raised in that environment? Well, what happens is today's interview. Hi, this is Jim of Silent Sales Machine Radio, and I've got my son, Trey, who's going to jump on the line here in just a moment. He's our second oldest son. We have five kids, and he is our second oldest. One girl, she's the youngest. Those of you who have been to our live events have met our kids. You know they're very conversational. They aren't afraid to have conversations with adults. They'll walk up and talk to you about anything. And Trey has kind of jumped both feet into the world of internet business. He's been fascinated by it since he was probably eight or nine years old. He's now 17. He's earning more money per day online than I used to earn in a week working a handful of jobs, 40, 50 hours a week to earn what he earns in a day, having a blast working very part-time. I think you're going to be fascinated by today's conversation between Trey and I. And the reason I did this episode, I actually asked our Facebook community before I did this episode with a post to the My Silent Team Facebook group. And I said, hey guys, how many of you would like to hear a conversation between Trey and I talking about his business? I know many of you have met him at our events. You've met our other children at the events. Would you be interested? Over a thousand of you either liked, loved the post or left a comment or some questions for Trey. I was blown away by the response. It makes me think that you guys might be interested in more of this sort of thing. And I can tell you this, our entire community is starting to take on a real family feel. But the premise of today's show, our kids have been raised in an environment where they hear me talk regularly about serving others using the internet, growing a community, multiple income streams. They've celebrated some of these five and six figure days that we've enjoyed as a business, and I show them very openly, these multiple income stream strategies. And something you're going to see from today, from Trey, that I think you'll find very interesting is the fact that he has, of the three income stream models that we teach around here, he has all three. He's established at the age of 17 income streams from all three models that we teach. If you've read the Silent Sales Machine book, silentsalesmachine.com, remember that book? Edition 10, the 10th edition just came out. It's brand new, guys. Great book, but it goes into the three business models, the C, the E, and the S. We'll talk about that on today's show. But Trey is fascinated by digital product sales. He doesn't sell anything on Amazon and eBay, and he's making more money per day than I used to make in a week at his age, working all those hours. He's got his own wedding photography business. He's got courses. He's got a YouTube channel that's blowing up, a Facebook group. I haven't helped him with any of this, guys. It's completely unrelated to the niche markets that I'm in, but this is the first time where we're going to talk about both worlds together. So I think you're going to enjoy it. So if you're wondering how you can impart an entrepreneurial spirit into your kids, I think you'll get some ideas today. Maybe you just are looking for great ideas on other income streams. We're going to hit that today. And let me say this as well. For those of you with different family arrangements, maybe you're a single mom, single dad, uh, maybe your kids aren't quite there yet, mature-wise. This isn't a compare our family to your family thing. You know, that, that's very unhealthy. All of us are very, very different. We all have different challenges. We're not going to talk about Trey's challenges today. We're going to talk about the areas where he's excelling. If this were a show about all the different challenges our family has, well, we all have that, okay? So please don't think this is us saying, hey, look how awesome our family is. No, this is just our way of encouraging you, showing you what's possible and hopefully inspiring some greatness inside of maybe one of those young people in your life that needs to hear that life can be awesome and you can do cool things even at a young age, thanks to the internet. Or maybe those of us who are older, oh, this is a little boost. Like, hey, wow, okay, this 17-year-old's figured this out. I can do this too. So we're going to talk about a few different things today. One last thing I'll say before I bring Trey on the line is we talk about goals today in a very unusual way. And Strangely enough, although he and I had never actually discussed this, 
neither one of us really set a lot of goals. And some of you might find that interesting. We talk about why towards the end of the interview. And one more thing before I jump over and Trey joins us. If after you listen to today's show, I mentioned a link a few different times in the show, but write this one down. It's important. You'll want to go to silentgym.com slash family. Silentgym.com slash family. There's a survey there. Just a few questions. Let us know your thoughts after you complete this episode because we want to hear from you and hear if this is something that you want more of. Remember, this show is for you. This isn't my podcast. This is your podcast. So you need to keep your hand on the control knobs and tell us where you want to go and what you want more of. And I'm hearing a lot lately that people want more of these family-based topics, more of this real-world stuff. You guys seem to really enjoy that. And we'll keep coming with all of the Amazon sales tips and the private label and the proven audience formula, the strategies for growing your business. And trust me, there's a lot of that in today's show. But this is going to be some interesting family time. I think you're really going to like this. Please let us know what you think. And hey, we'll have a link over to that Facebook post I told you about so you can go see why I'm doing this show today. Over a thousand people responded. So yeah, we had to jump in and do this show because you guys were saying you really wanted it. Hey, I'm proud of this kiddo. I'm proud of all of our kids. But today you're going to meet Trey. I think you're going to like this one. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the show, Trey. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Doing real good. Good to have you on here. I've never had a family member. Well, we've had we had mom on here. I've never had one of the kids on. Let's say that way. So you're the first kid. Well, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Avon made a little appearance. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the second kid, right? Our dogs, I think, have all made an appearance at some point just by barking their heads <laughs> off in the background. So right. Uh, actually, it's not all that novel that you're here with us today. It's um, really not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you've been to several of our live events. We've had five mm-hmm. of them now. You've kind of grown up seeing those. You've grown up, really all you've known, okay, you're 17. Right. I've been full-time in this for 15 years. So really all you've ever known is your dad being home building an internet-based business, right? Right, yep. So you've now started to come into your own. And just to set this up a little bit for the listeners, um, this is Trey, he's our 17-year-old. He's our second oldest kiddo. He is just devouring all things internet business, internet marketing. And I posted on Facebook not too long ago in our community for the benefit of those who have met Trey, maybe been to our events and said, Hey, Trey's doing some really cool stuff. Do you guys want to hear from him? We've got almost a thousand people at this point that have either liked or commented or whatever. They're like, yeah, they want to hear from you So cool because you've met a lot of these people at the events. You jump into these great conversations. And if there's such a thing as a typical 17 year old, you're not that. You really dove in and we're proud of you. Your mom and I are very proud of of what you've done. We thought, hey, you know, let's just talk openly with the listeners, share a little bit about your business yeah, and answer some of the questions that everyone has. So right. does that sound good? No, I'm excited. This is going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm it, honestly really, really excited. I think uh, if the listeners could see where we're set up right now, they'd kind of laugh because <laughs> I'm sitting on your bed with a boom mic and you're sitting at your desk. Yeah, we're in this rental I house. I would, just, I would just like get a rig to the mic up just it's to stand ghetto. up on my desk. It's, it's yeah. pretty ghetto. Maybe we should take a picture of this setup before we, when we post this. So uh, yeah. we'll stick out in the show notes. You see just how ghetto this setup is, but <laughs> it's the best we could do with uh, the situation we're in. But yeah. Uh, with the house fire and all, things are a little squirrely. But okay, I'm going to let you talk now. Okay, Tell us a little about about your business. I've got some questions for you as we roll forward. And right. um, let's just take it from the beginning and, and maybe start start out your YouTube early years and kind of where yeah. that's taking No, you. that was sort of the plan. I want to start real early. Cool. So um, I guess I really, I guess when I really got a taste of what the internet can do, and I didn't even realize it at that point as I was making uh, tech deck videos. If you guys know what tech decks are, they're like these little finger skateboards. I just record myself doing tricks with them and show people the skate parks that I set up. What um, were you like, uh, seven, eight years old? I was old? like seven or eight. Yeah. One of the videos got like 400,000 views and I didn't know what to do with it. Right. I was like, I could build a serious empire, but I didn't know that back then. <laughs> like looking back, I could have been the tech deck guru or if, if I really wanted to. Yeah, um, sure. But now I'm like, you know, it's, it was just an, a crazy experiment, a crazy time And you time made your brothers life. be your cameraman. Right. Mainly Zane, your Mainly younger Zane. brother. <laughs> he, was the most, he was the most willing and capable. The most reliable cameraman yeah. you had, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chase always wanted to stick his thumb, like give the audience a thumbs up. I was like, "You're ruining my vibe, dude. Just let just, <laughs> just point the camera at me." <laughs> um, but so that that went on, and then um, I ended up making some gaming videos too when I was probably twelve or thirteen, and I just recorded myself playing games like Minecraft and um, whatever games I had on hand that I enjoyed playing at the time. And I built an audience, and now I've gotten a lot more tactical about that. 
I guess of like, let's see, how do I phrase this? As I've grown up, I've begun to realize that the, the platform that YouTube is and how naturally it sort of fits into the way that I think and the way that I work. And so um, back when I was making those gaming videos, I used to partner with other kids my age making gaming channels. And I used to do their graphics for them, like their thumbnails and their banners and their intros and stuff. And I actually make, made pretty good money for a 12 year old doing that. And that was really my first taste of like internet entrepreneurship. That was my first taste of like, you know, I can make money at my laptop. Yeah. And, and and something just to make an observation, something that for the listener's sake, I talk about relationships all the time. You were doing that. You heard me talking about that mm, at right. a young age and yeah. you integrated those simple business concepts into what you were doing, even at yeah. that age setting up partnerships and relationships and trying to get more views and shares mm-hmm. with your buddies on this gaming. <laughs> yeah. You did a bunch of magic tricks too. That was, yeah, some, that, no, that was, that, some that funny was actually stuff. before the tech thing, wasn't it? Yeah. I did. I made card trick, magic, card, magic trick tricks. Videos. And yeah. They're, they're pretty cute, man. Yeah. You, and you'd play guitar, that sort of thing. But oh, yeah, you have just been real comfortable. And I think, you know, again, most listeners to this show, the vast majority of them are adults and they're trying to build serious businesses, mm-hmm. but there's some lessons I think it's it's benefited me kind of seeing how comfortable and natural you are. I remember feeling challenged because to me, it was a big deal to get on a video camera. You know, anybody right. over the age of say, well, you know, as a time we're recording this over the age of 35 or 40, being on camera can still be a pretty uncomfortable experience. Mm, Anyone right. under the age of 30, they've been on camera their entire life. They're like, why are you uncomfortable right now? The camera <laughs> right. used to change everything. Right. And it still does for those of us who are, you know, let's say 40 and up. For those 30 and under... The camera being on in the room doesn't mean anything. It's like, yeah, there's a camera on at all times recording everything anyway, yeah. right? So that, I remember feeling challenged, like, okay, he just turns on the camera and does what he does. Why can't I just do this? <laughs> right. I, so I was I was inspired and challenged by that. So it's good to have that younger generation uh, kind of influencing, because I know a lot of adults, Trey, they don't want to be on camera. Mm-hmm. I know of literally, I don't know of any kids who are uncomfortable with an Instagram or a YouTube or, a, you know, it's just... The vast majority of kids are. Right. Uh, and I've been encouraging people for years. Get yourself on camera. Right. It's such Just an incredible used platform to right now. I mean, like YouTube is exploding. Brand. I know yeah. that's something you're challenging me. My YouTube channel is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, actually... <laughs> it's, it's, done a, it's done a lot for us yeah. without us really trying. We have a few things out there and it, it does some stuff, but you're looking at it and you just kind of laugh. So <laughs> that's something I know you're going to be working on with us <laughs> right. a little bit as we yeah. go forward. No, you could be doing so much on there. Seriously. We could be doing a lot more. But yeah, if I, I guess I can take it off or continue where I left off on the yeah. terms of my business. Well, Let's see. Where was I? I was making graphic design uh, things for my buddies who also made gaming YouTube videos. And, um, you know, I ranked in some pretty good cash for a 12-year-old. And I partnered with a buddy of mine who was also a graphic designer. We started a little firm. I totally forget what it was called. But we had, you know, probably two clients a week. And it was pretty pretty decent. All other 12-year-olds wanting good graphics for their YouTube channels. What'd you Um, charge? I charged like 30 bucks per just full setup. Like, you know, I do their thumbnail, their banner and their intro and it took me, you know, 20 minutes. So. Yeah. Make their YouTube channel look nice. Basically, yeah. Basically. For 30 bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you took a stab at mine one time and did a little work. You're like, yeah, it looked way better than anything I had out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I remember that actually. That's right. I did do that. But, and then from there, I sort of dropped the gaming YouTube thing. It was just taking up so much time of my time. And I realized like there's so much I could be doing. Uh, I picked up photography. Uh, as, as many people know me as, as, the photographer. And I, I think that's really cool that I have that reputation. And I guess, you know, a camera sort of became a part of my identity. I, t- I figured out a way to monetize it. I started uh, shooting weddings and it wasn't as simple as that. It's not just a quick transition. I started second shooting for photographers and getting my portfolio work out there. I set up a website. This is a really huge transitional point in my life, really, when I began to realize that I could monetize, you know, a skill set of mine or, or bring it to the market. I remember uh, something that uh, your mom did, Andrea did when you were first starting to help mm. you get your confidence. That <laughs> mm-hmm. was pretty, talk about that one. Yeah, the no. Thing that she set up. <laughs> right. She went on Facebook and, and told basically all of her friends, she said, hey, you guys, you know, my son's wanting to start a photography business. I was looking at weddings, but she saw it as a photography business and she was like, hey, let's let's get, uh, you know, you booked up with my uh, friends, get their family photos done. And she surprised me with a bunch of gigs lined up for me. And it was pretty sweet. It got me on my feet, you know, and I, I uh, got connected with a lot of people I don't have any of that work on my portfolio. <laughs> it's not work that I'm like, I'm not a family photographer, but it got me the connections that I needed. And I'm really grateful for that. And she, she definitely gave me a huge boost uh, in terms of my marketing originally. I don't think she even realized she was doing it. I almost feel like it was like a mixture of marketing me and also doing a favor for her friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was well, like, it, yeah, it was, I mean, awesome. she, it, it was a lot of, I mean, I just 
remember it was a very intense period. It was about what, three to four yeah. months or so every few days. Yep. You were off somewhere shooting pictures and get learning it and yep. learning the pressure of trying to keep people happy. And mm-hmm. um, basically you were, it, it was a sales training. Yeah. I don't know if you recognize that yet. Not or recognize not, that. It was, it was hardcore sales training that your mom helped mm-hmm. facilitate and you know, the ability to sell is one of those timeless skills. For those of you who have some kids, you're trying to teach them a timeless skill that will serve them well. I would encourage you, sales, being able to confidently speak to people who are more old, you know, much older than them, uh, talk to them about their service. And it's one of the benefits, and maybe we'll dive into homeschooling a little bit too, but uh, that's one of the benefits of that we've had is you've been around a lot of adults in situations where you've had to interact with them in a very mature way and, right. and sell your services. And there's nothing more, there's nothing higher pressure than a wedding mm-hmm. for a, you know, wedding photography is no joke. Yeah. Um, and that's where your business has led it recently. Mm-hmm. How many weddings have you done now? I've probably done 30 plus and I've probably done a good 15, 16 second shooting for other photographers that I know. That's sort of how I got my grounds and then I started shooting for myself. So you're coming up on maybe 50 weddings if probably. we added it all up, you if know, I, yeah. the second yeah. shooting and being the primary and, yeah. uh, and you're 17. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. And I, I know there's professional wedding photographers that are struggling to get a handful of gigs, but right. you have no problem at all with that. Mm. Uh, I think it's because of your solid sales skill training. Like, yeah. uh, talk about what you do with venues, like how you've connected with yeah, venues, well, just I as mean, a little marketing tip. For sure. A little marketing tip for those of you wanting to start a wedding business, right? You, you reach out to your local wedding venues and you just partner with them and you say, Hey, you know, every wedding that I'll shoot for you, I'll give you a portion of the sale firstly. And then secondly, I'll send you all the photos after the wedding so you can have them to market your venue with. Uh, and as well, I've, uh, I actually bought a drone specifically to help venues and help them get aerial photos of their venues so that they can have something to post on Facebook or, you know, social media platforms and just get on the radar. Uh, and then they'll actually start sending you clients cause they just like you. So I've done that with, you know, four or five different venues around the state. And that's actually a pretty decent, uh, stream of clients for me. Uh, then you set up referral systems of the photographers, you know, there's plenty of things you can do to really get weddings coming your way besides just trying to, you know, it's like push marketing versus pull marketing, you right. know, and it's like, you know, so many people try to push, but I'm just like, I'm setting up systems to help me pull. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And you know, the, one of the things you're starting to discover, you could easily make a career at this point at the age of 17, we could all be fully confident that if you just decided you want to be a wedding photography, you've had people, you know, they want to fly you to elaborate destinations right. and just Ireland some, is one. Ireland Next is one. Year, probably. And, yeah. I mean, you've got some crazy offers on your desk and you've done this all independent. I haven't stepped in and say, Hey everybody, I need a favor. You know, th- this is literally, literally the first time I've ever announced to our community what it is that you're up to. You've done this all very independently, yeah. but we're starting to work more together because one of the things you noticed is, you know, wedding photography is, it's a beautiful business model. You can make some good money doing it, but it's also trading dollars for hours. Right. Once you've had a wedding gig, you get paid. Yep. The residuals, you know, there's some things you can sell the family, some pictures yep. and that sort of thing. But Starts to get pretty old though. I you, mean, like you the, followed this model, right? You've heard me talk about it, the CES model, and almost right. like instinctually, it's kind of like been absorbed into. Yeah, you. no, it, it sort of like happened naturally. That's where YouTube ties into all this. I actually started making photography-related videos on YouTube, and I've built a personal brand around uh, photography, portrait photography, wedding photography on YouTube. And uh, that platform generates pretty good income for me. I, I have a Facebook group of just about 7,000 uh, members and we sell things to them. And that's actually making me a whole lot more than shooting weddings was. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this next year I'm going to be doubling down on that and shooting way less weddings at this point. How have you monetized the uh, Facebook group and the YouTube channel? Like what, what things are you selling them? That, right. You know, digital goods. Yeah, all digital goods. Uh, everything is digital. Um, looking at some other ways right now, but mostly all digital. Right now, I... Uh, if you photographers out there are probably familiar with Lightroom, it's a photo editing software. You can save the settings that you apply to a photo. And as a file, we call those files presets. You can apply somebody else's presets to your photos. And that way you never have to learn how to edit. So within our Facebook group, the Facebook group's name is, can I, I can plug that, right? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. The Facebook group's <laughs> name is Seek the Light. I don't, I mean, if you're a photographer, you can join us, but we sell the Seek the Light presets. So we sell, you know, a pack of about 10 presets that uh, newbies or experienced people can apply to their photos so they don't have to learn how to edit or they can use our style on their photos. And then as well, I'm coming out right now with a full-length course. Uh, I haven't decided on a price point quite yet, but it's going to be 
basically everything you need in order to start a wedding photography business uh, in high school or even, you know, in your 60s. I don't, I don't care. Gonna be, it's going to be several hundred dollars, yeah. uh, at least at a minimum. At least. At the price at least. Point. And, and you've got quite a list of people who have already signed up yeah. and said, yep. you know, I think what you're coming up on 100 people that have said, yeah, when it launches, yeah, tell me. Yeah, we actually reached 100 wanted. like 10 minutes ago. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let, let me just make an observation for the listener because obviously this isn't a podcast about photography mm-hmm. or Photoshop, Lightroom settings, that sort of thing. That's all right. New. But the bigger lesson here is this multiple income stream strategies that we talk about around here, the CES, Consult, Expand, Sell. If you look at Trey's business from you know 50 feet away and you look at what he's got going on, he's got all three of those. None of it has anything to do with eBay or Amazon. He doesn't sell physical products on eBay or Amazon, although he's tinkering with that right now. He's playing around with Brett and I on our proven audience formula. We're learning some things from him. He's running tests in some very exciting ways, seeing, seeing some really cool results. We won't dive too deep into that right now. Um, but he's got all three of these streams running. He's actually coached and consulted with people who went to school. They went to college mm, right. to become wedding photographers. And he's gotten on Skype sessions with them. What did you charge per hour? I charged uh, $75 per hour at first. 75 an and hour? And I started getting so many, so I charged, I ranked it up to 200 and now I only have two clients doing that with me right now. Yeah, good. But, you raised yeah. your prices raised when you price. get too busy, which yeah. is another lesson we talk about all the time. When you get yeah. too busy, you raise your prices. Yeah. Right? You get too busy, you can't handle the, the inflow of customers. You raise your prices and you serve those who see the value in what you have to offer. And that's the C model, coaching. You are getting paid to teach others what you know, which is part of the CES formula. You've got the E going on. You're expanding. You've got the YouTube channel, the followers there, email lists, uh, the Facebook group that you mentioned. Right. Right. So you're expanding your audience, which is the greatest asset you can ever have in any business. doesn't matter what the business is. If you've got a list of people who can't wait to hear from you again, that is your greatest asset. And you've understood mm-hmm. that instinctually for yeah, a very long time. So you're sure. always about growing your audience, right? Yeah. And then the S, you got to sell something, a product of some kind. And in your case, it's been completely digital. Yeah. So a lot just of people, the presets for yeah, a long time now. Yeah. The presets um, have been your product. And you've got um, this course that's now coming out. We're excited to launch it. But, you know, we'll share with everybody yeah. the results. And maybe some photographers that hear this that want to buy it. Yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. Everybody's welcome. Community. Yeah. Um, if you're not a photographer, it's probably not a whole lot in there for you. But if you are, <laughs> yeah. it's a great community. And and what is it? Seven thousand. You seven thousand Facebook people group? in the Facebook group. Yeah, which, which is sweet. Very a very good sized group for that type of a niche. That is a phenomenal sized group. Mm-hmm. Very active, and you've learned a lot about managing that group too. Yeah. Part of the E is managing the the dynamics of a group like, you know, there's a book that I've got, I say about 80% done right now that talks about, and you and I have kicked around these ideas just in discussion, but how do you manage a group that size? Because anyone can take the microphone at any time and dance in the spotlight. And if they're negative person or they've got a bad attitude or whatever, you know, they can just suck the life out of a group. So you've had to deal with those types of things at 17. You're dealing with these types of things, these group dynamics and, keeping a group heading in a positive yeah. direction. So, and it's, it's been one of those things. I mean, it's absolutely a challenge. You know, you sort of have to establish a culture with these people. And that's one of the most important parts of it is, you know, you introduce them to the group with, you know, context. You say, here's why we're here. You know, we're not just here to goof around or to post your affiliate links or something. We're here to, you know, we're here to add value to one another and, and, and share our thoughts. And, and as well, you know, I've had team members before we've hired and fired moderators. Um, we've had people rise up that offered to be moderators. I'm looking at doing some VAs. I don't really know exactly what the direction of the management of the group looks like, but right now it's a pretty healthy community and it, you know, it's doing well enough to generate some, some good profit for me. It's been, I mean, just with the presets right now too. So the course coming out soon is definitely going to be one of those things where it's, it's probably going to add a whole new, it's going to add a whole new element to what I'm doing online, I believe. And I'm really excited for that for sure. Well, one of, one of the things I want to encourage people to do, you and I have been kicking it around and I've been talking with Steven, who is my right-hand man behind the scenes, helping build websites, helping manage the launching of products, helping us manage all these relationships. For those who don't know, if you've listened to several episodes, you may have heard me talk about before how big our team has gotten. <laughs> it used to be just me. And then it was a couple folks and going back, you know, 15 years. And over time, we've added on, we've got well over a hundred people now more like 150 at this point, if we added everyone up, it's that's contributing in some way to what we're building around here. Many of them have their own businesses and, and contributing to us as a side thing, but 
you've been a part of, Trey, you've seen those days where I come in and, and, and say, Hey, the launch went great today. What, how'd it go, dad? You know, it, oh, yeah. it was a six figure day. You know, you've yeah. seen those things happen. You've seen the numbers on paper. You've been inspired and, and I think motivated yeah. by some of that. Like, Hey, you know, that's kind of cool. I want to do some of that. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot less unobtainable when you're sort of watching it happen. You know I mean? And I've, I've also been able to witness sort of the growth of the community and the growth of the business and sort of see the way that, you know, what we provide sort of flows with what the market needs. It's not really us trying to push something. It's they come to the team and they come to, they ask for things. We don't, we don't push anything on them. That's the coolest thing to me. And, and just following that simple model of providing what's needed as opposed to pushing something down someone's throat. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Really. Well, how many times have you heard us, heard me say and, and teach and tell you that you know, success in anything in life is about serving others well. Right. And you're very influenced by authors who have that vantage point. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a question we can hit to where I'm, we're sitting here, there's a big old stack of books on your desk. <laughs> you know, some, a lot of them are business books. A lot of them right. are, you know, just leadership and yeah. life, doing life the right way type of books. And you're, yeah. you've been devouring great books oh, lately. Boy. I'm happy to see my book on the stack. I don't know if you've actually <laughs> read it or not, but it's there on the stack. You won't um, like my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but oh, man. Uh, even that book, uh, you know, I just, I remember uh, you were like very spent enough time around you seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've soaked these things up yeah. just almost by osmosis, and yeah. like I said earlier, you've grown up in this community. But you know, I'm becoming fascinated by something I didn't see coming as these live events. You know, your mom and uh, others had to talk me into doing these live events. Yeah, so we started doing them, and then the kids started growing up you included in this environment, seeing these people, these, these became not just names on a monitor, but these were real people. We got to know these real people. We built relationships with them and suddenly they're starting to say, Hey, what does Trey think about this? Or, or yeah, does, is Trey, does Trey, can he help my kid with this question? And you're advising adults now, even mm-hmm. on some internet marketing, complex scenarios and things, you know more about YouTube than I do. Um, so I just love this multiple generation family feel yeah. that this whole thing is taking on. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because to me, I've always, you know, said that if you have sort of the mind and the understanding of, of someone of my age in this generation and sort of the life understanding and the business understanding of someone of, you know, a bit older, like <laughs> I'm not calling you old dad, <laughs> but you know, someone is someone with your age and your wisdom and someone with my understanding of this generation, like that's gold. You know, if you can find those sorts of partnerships, then you're in for, you're in for a heyday, man. Like, I think that's, that's a part of why people keep coming to kids my age for advice. It's, it's also why you see a lot of kids right now popping up and doing incredible things. It's just because they understand the platforms that are available right now. They understand that, you know, it's almost foreign to them that, you know, you have to own a, a business, like it's almost foreign to them that you have to own a physical business. You can just hop online and do these things now right? It's, it's becoming so much more accessible. And that's an incredible thing to me. And I really think that the partnership between wise, older people and young, sort of stupid, but understand these platforms, people like that's, that's incredible, you know, and that's what I'm really looking for right now. That's really what I value right now. Yeah. Recognizing the wisdom of age and combining that with the comfort level you have with all things, social media, Instagram is, you know, foreign territory to me, for example, and you, you bounce around there comfortably and Mm -hmm. you, you have a formula for growing a massive audience anytime you want. You were sharing with me, like anybody can have a huge audience on Instagram and, you know, so those things are just instinctual to you. Well, you know, one thing I want to introduce to the listeners right now is a survey that you and I decided to put together based on just overwhelming response that we've received. Again, to remind uh, the listeners, I posted on Facebook just a post that said, Hey, Trey's business is gaining some traction here. It's got some momentum. He's doing some pretty interesting things. I, I, I shared with everyone, Hey, he's, he's making more money in a day than I used to make in a week working my tail off at three jobs at his age. When I was 17, I could, you know, when I was your age, I could do the whole thing. You know, <laughs> I had three jobs. I was working like 40, 50 hours a week, making probably somewhere around half what you make per day. Now, yeah, inflation and all that, but even adjusted for inflation, you're making a lot of money and you're having a lot more fun than I was at that age. I was doing jobs I didn't necessarily like. I was doing them well, but I didn't necessarily like right. it. So there's something there and you're, uh, we'll maybe dive into this a little bit too in a few minutes, but you know, you have no plans of going to college. Mm-hmm. You devour great books constantly. Yeah. 
Um, and we've had a lot of conversations about that. You may pick up a course here or there if it's something you need. For sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't spent much on education yeah, for myself. You've spent a lot of time. You've invested a lot of time, lot of time and energy in yeah. your education. And you've been homeschooled in a phenomenal way by your mom. You know, so that was definitely education since you were you know, education started. But, you know, one of my philosophy of educating a kid is, you know, we're all homeschool parents. We, we are responsible for the education of our kids. Now you may send them off to a building part of the time. You may send them to college, but you're still responsible. You and the kid are responsible for the education of that child. So you've done a phenomenal job of self-education. You've got a love of learning. Yeah, and, right. And just you know, like I said, you're devouring stacks of books. So you may not go to college. You may not need it. You're already making a lot of money. But one of the things I wanted to introduce everybody to is a survey that we're setting up. So you can Tell us, do you want more of this kind of interaction? Do you want to hang out, say, in a Facebook group with Trey and my team? Steven, I started to introduce you to him a little, a few minutes ago. That's why I brought his name up. And the people who have helped me build what can only be described a is a digital empire online. We've got a Facebook group with in the mid 40,000s, um, best-selling books that we've launched on Amazon, all kinds of digital courses, digital content that uh, is something that's not a lot of people have. And if you want to, like, we've never pulled the curtain back before, but as I'm seeing Trey start to take off in his business, I'm thinking, you know, there's probably a lot of people that wouldn't mind seeing behind the curtains talking about these kind of topics with us. So we've got a survey set up, go to silentgym.com slash family. That's where the survey is. It's just a few question survey. Tell us, do you want more of this? Do you want to hear from Trey, hear from my team, talk about these digital content type of topics a little bit more? how you can grow something significant, uh, like a community that wants to buy your book or your course. We've never taught those things. We've just kind of done it. We've done Amazon well. We've taught people how to do it well, but we haven't talked about how to grow a community, how to serve the community well around a passion or interest that you have, like Trey's doing at the age of 17. But hey, we we got some interesting questions too from people. I'm excited for these. These are some really good questions. Yeah, who you know? When I posted this on Facebook, we had a lot of people post questions, including your mom posted a question. So we'll be sure to get to that one as well. Uh, she posted three questions. I'm hearing now. Okay, I haven't got the latest update. We may have to uh, check in and grab the latest update. Make sure we get all the questions. <laughs> but we may have to do this as a part, second part episode too. But we've got someone asking, what motivates you as a team to? to work in a business, to have your own business, to be an entrepreneur, instead of being like a typical 17 year old, you know, I'm not sure what a typical 17 year old is. I don't think any <laughs> of you guys have been, are typical, right. um, but I certainly do know that there's a lot of kids out there that are struggling with life purpose. And what is it that I'm supposed to be doing at this age? And I mean, I, I was certainly struggling at the age of 17. I think a lot of kids are, and it's pretty normal to be struggling at that age, but, but you seem to have a pretty good head on your shoulders. I mean, what's got you so into business and building something instead of being a, a typical 17 year old. I'm not even sure where you're going to go with this one, but I think it's a good question. Man, I don't even know how to answer that. I guess I can begin with, I guess the reason I started trying at all was, okay, let me back way up. I've always sort of understood that apathy is one of these viruses that's so common in our culture that just destroys lives, right? Apathy it, it's, you know, it's viral, it's toxic. So many people have it. So many kids especially have it because they're not forced to really break it quite yet. Uh, but sort of my goal coming into my early teens was I want to, I sort of want to break through the wall of apathy before I have to, right? Before I'm 22 and, you know, living in my mom's basement with all my bills paid for me, right? Like I want to break through apathy way before that comes. And I feel like, man, I couldn't even tell you where that came from. It's sort of just... I sort of just realized that, you know, to work means to build something and to build something means to create your future. And that sort of concept was always so appealing to me. And I've always, I've always had a project I'm working on. I've always worked on something. I'm always trying to build something, right? I don't even know what really in the next couple of years looks like, but I know that I'll be building something. And so I guess, man, if, if you're asking, is she asking for my advice on how to get other kids to think this way? Or is she asking what, like what why I do? You? What motivates me? Man, well, what motivates me is I want to, ultimately, I want to add to the kingdom, right? I want to understand that my role in the kingdom is played well. Um, I want to understand that, that I've been a good steward, not of, not only of, you know, the financial aspect of life or the material aspect of life, but just of the fact that I have life 
I want to understand that I've been a good steward of this life. And I guess also I do really want to break the norm because I know what, I know what she's talking about when she says they're almost 17 year old. You know, I mean, there's a lot of kids out there that just did much, much rather do nothing or play video games or hang out with friends and never really improve, never really look at themselves in a mirror. And, you know, I guess I never really saw myself as becoming that. I've always sort of looked at that and, and been a little frustrated. And I finally realized kind of recently that I don't have to succumb to that. And it really is a choice. Um, and I think being homeschooled has really helped with that, especially because, you know, I don't have so many peers around me that just fall into that. And you can just, you sort of use them as a safety blanket to say, well, it's okay because everyone's doing it. But I've very intentionally chosen some friends that aren't that way. And I guess it really, again, it all starts with trying to kill apathy and trying to, uh, I guess, fulfill my role in the kingdom, ultimately, whatever it may be. I don't really know. So. And I think what a lot of people are going to hear from that answer is that you've put a lot of thought into this and that you're living very intentionally, which is rare. You know, I, I don't feel like I started living intentionally probably until my late 20s where I was just like, okay, I'm going to lock in here. I've got a family, you know, I've got a wife, I've got bills to pay. I've got to do something other than just make sure at the end of the week there's more money than, you know, bills. Yeah. I'm going to do something important. You've been around that type of thinking your whole life. It's, yeah. it's rubbed off on you, and, and I think that the answer, not so much the words you use, but just the the spirit behind it, is impressive and unusual. And I think all of our kids have that. You know, all five of our kids, I'm just excited for their future, um, and because I think it's it's a lot to do with the environment that you guys have been raised in. Yeah, you for know, sure. You guys always have that foundation that your mom and I loved each other. You've always had that security. And you've always had the liberty to pursue the stuff that you're passionately interested in. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great answer. Thank you. I tried my best on that one. I, that's, that's a big question. Honestly, that's hard to answer. <laughs> I uh, hope, I hope that here's another one. How do your, how do your friends react to you having Ooh, a business? That's, that's a good one. Yeah. I was hoping someone would ask something around those lines actually. Well, firstly, for one, um, here's a good example. A buddy of mine is in an economics class and he was asked to call a business owner and ask them about how they uh, shift for supply and demand. And they called me. That was really cool. And that's sort of a good example of how it really goes around here. Like it's not really super, um, it doesn't isolate you unless you let it, right? Like anything can isolate you if you let it, if you allow yourself to be in a bubble. Um, One of the things that I really encourage kids my age to do is to begin to understand the bubble that they have, look in the mirror for it, break through it. Um, And I think this question, the, the sort of core of this question is, will people judge you if you're young and have a business? And I think you know, if they do, then, hey, okay. Like, you know, that's okay. They don't have to accept the fact that I'm trying to live a so totally separate lifestyle. And it's not really my choice either. Like they can react how they want to. And frankly, I've made some really solid, really great friends being able to use the fact that I run a business as an asset to reach out to other people, right? Saying, you know, hey, look, you 19 year old dude who runs a social media marketing firm or whatever, like I also run a business. Let's, let's, let's vibe on that. Let's talk about that. Right. And you connect with some really incredible people. So I'd say, you know, the vast majority that, you know, the meat of the bell curve, they don't quite understand it. But when they're on my side of the bell curve, it's the most beautiful thing in the world because there's not enough of us around. Yeah. I, I think it's a very healthy thing for parents to encourage their kids to see. Right. You know, take a stab at, you don't have to say you need a business, but serve others well. Mm-hmm. If you serve others well, it doesn't matter how you're serving them. If you're serving others well, there's going to be positive benefits there. Right, And if it's something you're good at, you're serving people well, it's something you're good at, there's going to be money there. Mm-hmm. So don't think of it as, oh, I've got to force a business on my child. No, think of it as, I'm going to teach them to serve others well in something they're interested in yeah, and experiment with it and just see where that goes. And if you fail the first few times, I mean, the, I, I would say the first 15, maybe 20 business ideas that I had were horrible failures, break-even attempts at, you know, if I would started that when I was much younger, I would have much stronger instincts in my early twenties, mid twenties. And I would have been building things instead of waiting until I was in my mid thirties to become an entrepreneur. I'd have had such a head start. And that's the thing I I think I see when I see you is you've had an interest in this and you've got a pretty significant head start now Yeah, because you've, you've jumped in. So I think um, something else you've discovered is that people who run their own businesses successfully, you talked about the people who are on that side of the bell curve, there are some really cool People, they instinctually oh, serve yeah. others well. And awesome. people who serve others well like hanging with out, yeah. hanging out with others who do I mean, the same it's thing. It's seriously like teenage entrepreneurs are some of the coolest entrepreneurs because it's a choice that they've made. 
you know, you find a lot of adults who have fallen into entrepreneurship because they can't find a job. <laughs> and there's also people who have started businesses because it's a great way to make money or, you know, whatever it may be. But as a teenager, you know, it's You've nice to have options. that money. You've got options. And the fact yeah. that they've chosen this route is just so awesome. Like it, it just, I can talk with people on that level for hours and make great friends. So I would say my, I, I, to, to really sum up my answer to that question, my closest friends love it. People that I'm distant to don't understand it. And uh, some people hate it, but it's, it's really, it's really the lifestyle that I've chosen and I'm proud of it. This is a good follow-up question. This is actually the first question from your mom. She posted right in there and people <laughs> okay. who want to go, you know, we'll stick it in the show notes. We'll yeah. stick this, a link to the post that started this whole conversation. Yeah. Uh, at this nuts. point, I'm looking at the stats. We've got 750 responses and I don't even know how many, that's just like the loves and likes and then mm-hmm. tons of comments. I'm not even sure how many. Some of the comments were questions from our audience from people who read the post and said, Hey, I want to ask Trey a question. One of them was from your mom. And her question is, does Trey feel like he's been passively prodded into the role of an, being an entrepreneur by, by parental expectations? Oh boy. That's a really good question. I don't really feel that way at all. No, I feel like, um, I've had every resource and sort of experience necessary to pursue this path. But no, I don't feel like it's been much pressure. I really feel like, you know, I could really choose anything I want to do at this point. We've got a pretty incredible platform as a family for me to pursue just about anything that I that I really feel called to and that I really feel like fits the role that I'm looking for in the kingdom. But right now, there's not, no, there's not a whole lot of pressure. I mean, you know, even if I'm, a, you're willing to let me pull back this curtain, like we've talked about me being on the podcast, you know, we've talked about, you know, me being a part of the community and, you know, I, I've thought about it very intentionally. Like, should I step in and should I really, and like, yes, absolutely. Because all the benefits just align with the way that my brain works, with the way that my heart functions, with the desires that I have for the future of my life. And so it's really not pressure. It's, if anything, there's more pressure on from myself on me than there is from you guys. Because I really want to see this work. I really want to make sure that I'm doing well for others and, and filling the role that I'm supposed to, you know? Do you feel like we're, like there's pressure on your siblings to get involved in the business? No, I don't. Not, not much at all, if, if not none at all. If any, it's self-imposed and it's definitely no fault from the parents on that. You see this big business and you see this thing that we've built and it's like, yeah, I would love to get into that, but I have this thing. And it, that just, that's just options. That's not a bad thing, right? It's, we're, we're all on a stage right now. I mean, you know, most of my siblings are in their teenage years right now. And so they all have a lot of options and all have a lot of choices right now. I would say that uh, there's very, very little pressure to be a part of the quote family business, you know, it's more so there's pressure to understand that there is a role to fill in the kingdom and that you are designed to step up within it, whatever it may be. Yeah. Right. And and those who've heard several episodes of this podcast, I would just echo, I mean, that my goal, if I only had 30 seconds to sum up what I think goes into a good education, I'm sure if your mom were on the show and we'll have her back and she could, you know, she could put her perspective in there as well. But mine is very simple. There's just three things we're trying to do with you guys. We want you to love God. We want you to have the ability to interact well with others, be able to look people in the eye and shake their hands. We've worked on with with all you guys since you were little, right? Be able to have healthy relationships, understand male, female relationships, that kind of thing. You know, the, the horizontal and the vertical is what I call those two. And then understanding how to serve well. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, you've got a younger brother who's talking marine biology. Well, are you serving others well as a marine biologist mm-hmm. or are you just out there kind of goofing off because it's your hobby and someone needs yeah. to pay me because this is what I like to do? You know, we've talked <laughs> right. about these topics. You've got to serve others well. That's the measure of success in any career. Are you serving others well? Yeah. So if you find a way to serve others well, yeah, there will always be benefit there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of been a theme. What direction you go with that? There's a hundred directions you could go. And yeah. one of them is the option we have is this community is just exploding. Digital marketing is exploding. Uh, online business, internet marketing, it's exploding. And the opportunities are just diverse as we've seen from our community. But I'm proud of you for jumping in in the way you have. And it was a cool moment to realize at one point, you know, you've done CENS without ever taking anything <laughs> to Amazon or eBay. And yeah. you've never sold a physical product. Yeah. But you've got all three business models that we teach around here. I thought that was pretty cool. And I just want to remind everybody too, jump over and take that survey. Let us know, are these topics interesting to you? Because something we're kicking around, again, to be specific, is a Facebook group that you can come in, hang out. We'll go live. We'll do videos. We've got a whiteboard and, you know, we'll we'll show you screenshots and show you proof of what we've got going on. You know, put some real images behind the stuff we're talking about here where you can see, you know, how does Trey's photography course launch go? What are we doing to 
max out the sales of that course? You know, the book launches and the courses that we do around here, what are the numbers behind this? How are we managing all of this? You know, what kind of support team is, is working this? So it's a chance for you to get to know our support team, our project manager, dive into Trey's business, but you got to go to silentgym.com slash family, take the survey, let us know your thoughts, and we'll kind of shape this whole thing out around what you guys want to do next. You tell us. Well, I'm going to see if there's any a couple more questions yeah, here. There, there were sure. quite a few. There was a lot in. of questions. There were a lot. Can I? Can I? I'll check maybe myself and see if there's any yeah. that I feel like I, sh- I should be able to answer. Look through because they're even coming in as we're talking because the Facebook post is live right now. Right. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Do you? Here's a good one. Do you remember what first piqued your interest in internet business when you uh, were younger? Like, what was it? Was there an event or was there something that happened or something you saw me um, doing? Or man, honestly, I guess. Mostly it was just beginning to make my own uh, sales and really beginning to realize the scalability of an online business. It wasn't so much, I mean, not to say, you know, my dad didn't have a huge influence on me, but it wasn't like, I want to be like dad and therefore I'm going to try and sell online. It was more like, you know, what he's doing is is very cool and I think I could do it too and I'm going to try it. And I guess like to clarify, right, the question was, what made me start an online business? Right? Yeah, was there an event or anything you an remember? Like, yeah, there was there really, you. man, I couldn't even tell you. There was no, I didn't really wake up one morning and decide. It's sort of just been a gradual, like it just begins to make more and more sense every day to me. Uh, and it started really with beginning to charge uh, sums of money for, for photography, wedding photography. And then I've been begun to realize how I can see all that online. And so it's, no, it's never really been one moment. It's always just sort of been like, you know, I've grown up around digital entrepreneurship and I sort of understand the ties and the roles that it plays to physical entrepreneurship. And I've sort of tied the two together. I guess the main specific moment would be back when I was selling graphic design and I made, you know, 30 bucks in a day with 20 minutes of work. And I felt really proud of that. Yeah. Selling digital goods. Digital yeah, goods. It's, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a feeling that never gets old. Yeah. Selling content to people and they just think it's incredibly valuable. They love it. They devour yeah. it. They're excited about it. And you're thinking to yourself, the cost of delivery was zero, zero. for that. Yeah. And it's so scalable. It yeah. doesn't matter if I sell it to a thousand people, it's not going to get suddenly more expensive to deliver. Yeah. You know, even if it's a video hosted, you know, your the cost of hosting video is super inexpensive. Right. It's a beautiful model. Here's a good question. I thought, uh, what books would you recommend to young readers? Ooh, oh, What's influenced you? you I know, know you've what? got a nice stack. We talked about yeah, that. I literally just made a YouTube video about this, actually. I'm uploading it soon. I, I recommend right now. Can I recommend authors? I, I'm going to yeah, recommend, sure. I'm going to recommend firstly, uh, an author specifically, John C. Maxwell has some great content on in the areas of business and leadership. He's a faith-based thinker and he really understands the world in a way that I really appreciate. Um, all of his books are good, but if there's one specifically, there's a book that I'm reading right now called Winning with People. Talks about um, one of the main principles that it talks about is when you see something in someone else that you don't like or that you know you know presses your buttons, it's because you have that thing too, and you're recognizing it in others. And it, it's it's a matter of viewing others with a tin on their head and serving them well because of the fact that you view them as valuable. And uh, that's how you win with people, quote unquote, right? It's a really, really cool book. But let's see, looking at my list here, man, if I could, if I could do another one, I, I think this is a more popular book, actually, Do Hard Things. It's one of the books that I'm reading through right now. It's, it's a little like, it tries really hard to appeal to teenagers, but it's still cool. <laughs> it's by Alex and Brett Harris. They're actually uh, both, I believe they're like 20 now. Uh, and it talks about how, you know, there's a stigma around uh, teenagers and and the way they're supposed to behave and talks about, you know, just simply doing things that take effort, begin to break the bubble that you've set around yourself. Uh, the bubble of apathy, you know, is what I like to call it. And then, man, let's see, are there any others? Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie is just an ultimate book read for basically- I think that's one of the first books. It's one of the first books. When you started getting interested, I'm yeah, like, hey, you I should was read like, this. Okay, wow, I should be reading. I think that may be <laughs> even the one that got you excited about reading business books, isn't it? Is yeah, that, you recommended it to me. And then I was like, from there, I was just like, yeah, I really should be reading business books. Like, you know, I've always been like reading equals fiction. And I never really realized that there's this whole world out there of like self-improvement, business authors. I'm like, man, I'm all about that. But yeah, let's see. And then I guess one last one, um, Wild at Heart by John Eldritch. I'm talks glad you mentioned it. I was going to bring it up if you yep, didn't. Yep. Really, really cool book. We actually- For uh, young men. Yeah, for young men, especially. Oh my word. 
I mean, you can read it as a woman too, if you want to, but it's specifically for young men. And it talks about the biblical design for masculinity and the roles that we're supposed to play as men. And it's just an incredible read. It really breaks you out of the bubble that you've set in yourself. And again, it's another, it's another sort of apathy bubble break. And I love books that do that, where it just sort of kicks you in the butt and reminds you that you're supposed to be working. Um, and Wild at Heart really does that. John Eldritch is the yeah, author. It's a, good, it's a really good book. We've really, got a group really of, good book. You group of your friends that come over. Right. And, we have the guys night. Yeah. Yeah, we've had- Once a week? Yeah, once a week. Thursday nights, we got 20 or so guys that come over. And we actually went through Wild at Heart at one point. Um, so it's a really, really solid read. Definitely recommend. Uh, I actually have a question here that I, that I uh, saw on the Facebook post. I'm going to see if I can find it again. Do we answer Lisa's question? What motivates him as a teen to work on business things? Yeah, we did. That was like the first question we did. Oh, no. Lisa asked another question. Where does he see himself progressing to? What are his goals in what is his yeah, college and his talk future? talk about college a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. That's, that's really valuable. So my views on, you know, public education at college, um, academia as a whole, at least public academia as a whole, it's, it's like anything that you can do to bring value to yourself that you can bring to the market, do it. But for me, the route that I've chosen to bring value to myself is personal. I read good books. I spend good time around good people and I bring that value back out into the market. Now, if, if you're, if you uh, see college and you see public education, you see these things as ways to equip your children, you know, I'm all for it, but I would also really love to sit down and talk that through because there are plenty of ways to really equip people very efficiently, very quickly, very well, spiritually and emotionally as well, not just academically. Uh, so college, I would, I would have to say no to college. Um, probably not going to go to college. Uh, likely not going to go to college. And where do I see myself progressing to, which is another element of the question? I have no idea. I really have no idea. All I know is that whatever role I'm playing, I'm going to make sure that I serve within it well and that I do well within it. Uh, you know, I've referenced the roles that you're supposed to play in the kingdom about a thousand times in this podcast, but that's really one of the main driving factors behind any of the work that I do is making sure that, um, you know, my role is played within the kingdom very well. And so wherever I am, I'm going to do well within it. I I don't know where it's going to be four years from now. And then she also asked, what are my goals? And I wouldn't say I have any goals besides present goals. Like I'm going to behave well right now, hold myself well right now. And I know that that will compound and multiply into future opportunity. Yeah. I've talked about goals. It's uh, interesting. I've always been pressed by, I'm frequently pressed by people like, what are your goals? What are your goals? You got to set goals. You never get there if you don't set goals. Right. I think uh, for someone who struggles with motivation, goals are awesome. I've had a few mentors tell me this exact thing, different mentors. If you're struggling for motivation, goals are a good thing. If you're a motivated person, just tackle the tasks at hand on right. your priority list with that. excellence yeah. every day. And it takes you to incredible places. And I think there's even scriptural precedence for this, Trey, because when I read, you know, like the words of Jesus, it's like, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, Matthew. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Yeah. Right. Okay. So where does my five-year plan fit into that? It even specifically, it, you know, the Bible even says, you know, don't make your big plans for the future, mm-hmm. right? But it says a lot about how we conduct ourselves, and right. can bringing every thought captive. And like, right. it's all about controlling today and being as awesome as you can be, packing as much life as you can Man. into the day you're given because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. I love that. And if you take that approach, it takes you to great places and it takes the pressure <laughs> off of yeah. setting. You know, something a goal is always done. Goals for me have always been, and I've set them in the past and inevitably- I either blew past the goal, like, okay, by this time I need to have this done. You either do great and you blow past your goal and you're thinking, hmm, maybe my goal should have been higher. Or you don't meet your goal and you think, oh, I'm a loser. I didn't meet my goal. That's what goals have always done for me. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm not saying every, you know, no one should have goals in life. Uh, just that's my philosophy. And I think it's kind of trickled down a little bit into some of what you're doing to yeah. your thought process. It's, it's very, I'm not anti-goal. Yeah. I'm just like I'm not anti-college. And I didn't say, you know, no one should be sending their kids to public school. You know, we're yeah. not talking in, in extreme uh, lines in the sand here. We're just saying this is kind of how we've done things around here. And it seems to be working really well. Right. And again, for those who want to kind of pull back the curtain, do this with Trey and I over video, whiteboard, hangout, you know, live video, Facebook sessions where we talk about these things, answer your questions, dive into his business, dive into mine, pull back the curtains, get my support team in there. If, you're, if that sounds interesting to you, please jump over to silentgym.com slash family. I've mentioned it three times. It's just a survey. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you think. If, if uh, enough people are interested, maybe it's something we'll do because it sure yeah. seems like a lot of people are interested in, in this dynamic of having teenagers that are doing great 
with their digital businesses. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mixed with the wisdom of age and some of these relational stuff and these family issues. And there's all kinds of directions we could go. But Yeah, there's seriously, there's a thousand ways this could go right what's now. What's our time? I don't see our time. Or on 50 minutes right 50, now. yeah. I mean, that's one of our, that's about as long as we like to go, but. Yeah. Is this, is, can I hit something real quick before? Yeah, absolutely. A theme that I've noticed, especially within our community, because it's a lot of, it's a lot of parents, um, are people wondering, you know, how can I instill that sense in my kid? How can I give them, you know, an entrepreneurial spirit? And honestly, there's no, let me, I'm just going to hit this real quick because I know there's probably a handful of people out there wondering, it is a choice. It is 100% a choice. You cannot force this on anyone, including, and especially your kid, because at this age, you know, we're pretty rebellious. So I would say if you really want them to begin to think that way, do it yourself and show them the benefits, right? And, and let them see the options that they have. And ultimately, you know, if, if they end up choosing a wrong path and you've presented them options, then it's, that's their choice. That's their fault. That's their path that they've gone down. So it was actually a common theme at CES. I, I talked to uh, two or three, uh, three, uh, I can't remember, honestly, at this point, a lot of kids my age who that was were dragged along by their parents to attend the event because they want to f- um, sort of fill their kid's head with entrepreneurial knowledge. And I got to say, that's a great way to do it. But if you are doing it yourself, that is the best way to instill it in your kid is it's not it's not to force it on them it's not to give them no other options it's just to let them know like hey look we believe that this is an incredible path for you to take and we want to provide the resources for you to do it as well and as well as providing the resources for doing it we're going to set a platform for you to do it yourself and we're going to do it ourselves so you can watch and see so the issue that i almost had at at ces this year was they said hey go talk to my kid and like i can't instill that in them i can show them that i'm doing it but it ultimately starts with the parents and what they're doing and the way that they're living. And part of the beauty of this too, I'm just thinking is, yeah, I don't want to set this up like it's some kind of fork in the road. Either right. it's going to be a business entrepreneur or it's going to do life the traditional way. Right. Which yeah. is it going to be? And it sets Smart. up this big dramatic. No, you can do both. There yeah. are a lot of people in our community that are going to college and building an incredible business. Mm-hmm. They are working a career that they like and they're building an incredible business. Right. There's people in our community that have, have earned millions selling on Amazon and building an incredible business online and they still work full time at a job they like. You know, there's yeah. nothing that says you can't absolutely do multiple things with your life. Right. Now, I prefer the, you know, laser focused, I'm all in on this one thing and I feel like I've been able to move forward faster because of it. But there's nothing that says you can't toy around with this stuff on the side. And there's a lot of people in our community that are doing just that. Yeah. And and that's how I started out. You know, that's where my story started, Trey, was I was working full-time, started goofing around on eBay. I was doing both for two, two and a half years, doing both and succeeding at both for a considerable amount of time. And it's arguable I could have continued that. I don't think my business would be where it is now had I not jumped in at some point. But there's no reason you can't just have this option. I love that. Give your kids options. Let them know that you can build a business. You can use the internet creatively. You can pursue something you're interested in online and turn that into yeah. Income. It, uh, yeah. Again, it's it to me. It's you know the question of how do I get my kid to think like an entrepreneur has you know has a presupposition, and that's that the problem is entrepreneurial thinking. I just think it's the problem is lack of perspective and apathy. You know, it's like and I've I've talked about apathy a lot in this podcast. It's something I'm very passionate about. You know, it's a virus, and a lot of kids my age are infected with it, and it affects the way that they view the world, affects the way that they view their family, their walk with God. Basically, everything stems from a spirit of apathy and not really caring. And so I don't know how you can instill it in your kid besides letting them know the benefits of beginning to act, you know, sort of if, you, if you're having your kid listen to this podcast, use it as sort of a bit of a call to go and do uh, no matter what it is uh, and just the ability to create or to do or to work and to be more than a couch potato puts you ahead of a lot of the teenagers these days. Well, I, I think something we've drilled into you guys, it's part, it's instinctual in all of you because it's been in every lesson. It's a, it's the biblical concept of being other oriented. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as being apathetic and being other oriented. Right. There's no such thing as being bored and being other oriented. Yeah. There's no such thing as feeling like you have a meaningless life and being other oriented. That's the heart of the matter. As soon as you begin putting others above self and start serving others well, even if it's uncomfortable at first, that gives you a momentum that energizes you and excites you because we were made to serve each other. Even if, even if you don't believe in a biblical worldview, you can attest to that. 
It's that good feeling you get when you go spend a day at a soup kitchen, right? Yeah. Like that is what we were made for. So when you begin serving others well, that erases apathy, boredom, this, you know, this directionless, pointless type of feeling like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Well, serve others well. And those things begin to become clear. Yeah. And that's what a business can do. That's That's what having a business can do. It gives you a purpose. It gives you some people to serve well. And when the money starts flowing, it energizes the whole process. And maybe we could end with my definition of profit, which is the funds, the resources that allow me to continue to serve others well without needing donations. So as soon as you got a business that, that, that yeah. that's profitable, you, that means you're energized because, wow, think of all the new people I can serve now and I don't need donations to do it. It's a beautiful thing, but great job. Yeah. Good having you on the show today. I Thank think you. we're going to get some feedback and people can let us know. We'll link over to your Facebook group in the show notes and everything else we talked about today so people can check out what you're For up sure. to and, and see uh, what's and going on. As well, um, there was a YouTube video you wanted to plug as well. I yeah. have just one quick video about, I think we talked about this. I'm going to make this as short as possible because we're going really long here. But I made a quick video about building like a presence on YouTube, how to monetize it. And it just sort of gives you a good idea of what I'm doing. If you're if you're more interested in what I'm doing, Perfect. go check out that video. It's a yeah, great we'll way to- in the show notes, silentgym.com. Go to this podcast episode and you can see the resources. We may stick a few more things in there as yeah. we brainstorm on this, what we've recorded today. But this was a longer episode, but it's been a while since we went close to an hour or went over an hour. But hopefully you guys really enjoy this. I had a blast doing it. We didn't practice this. We just kind of jumped in and- and just had a conversation. So if you want to continue this kind of thing, jump into the show notes again at silentgym.com or go to silentgym.com slash family. I'll lowercase, just spell that out. That's the survey. And you can kind of let us know what else do you want along these lines? What other topics would you like us to hit? We'll do more of this sort of thing. Maybe we'll start a Facebook group and do some live video trainings and such in there if enough of you are interested. Well, this has been really fun. Good job, Trey. Woo-hoo. I think we can cut it off there. Yep. And uh, that was good. This is a lot more work than... Uh, than it seems like, isn't it? Yeah, this is, yeah. (laughs) Keeping that brain- palms are sweating. Keeping that brain rolling for an hour, thinking through your answers, and you you did a great job. Good job. And uh, have you been on a podcast before? Uh, I honestly, I think one, but it was back when I was 12. It was one of those like, hey, you're a cool gamer. Let's do a gaming podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this. So uh, So uh, I'm excited to get the feedback, let it see what they all thought. So be sure to leave us your feedback at silentgym.com. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.